Welcome to the Alive Active Shooter Survival Training Program, where the experts break down active shooter incidents to discuss and assess each event to help you stay alive. This is your host, security expert and creator of the Alive Active Shooter Survival Training Program, Michael Julian. Right around the middle of October 2017, I woke up to an email, uh, grabbed my phone and checked my email like any good uh control freak would do. They wanted to see what was going on uh, while they were sleeping. And I saw an email and started to read it. And it was from a woman named Liz Marino. And, and basically it said, Mr. Julian, you probably don't remember me, but uh, two or three years ago, uh, you came, my employer hired you to come and give a active shooter survival training to all the employees. There's about 70 or 80 employees. Uh, and uh, I watched the, the presentation and I thought it was interesting. Uh, but I never actually believed that I would um, I would need that training and frankly hadn't thought about it since that day. But on October 1st, she said in the email, uh, my boyfriend and I were at the Route 91 uh, Music Festival in Las Vegas near Mandalay Bay. And we were to the right of the stage watching Jason Aldean perform. And she said, suddenly we heard what we thought were firecrackers. And we thought, oh, well, it's either part of the show or some smart aleck brought firecrackers with them and lit them off uh, during the performance. She said, then there became a, a what appeared to be a sense of panic. And uh, we started seeing people you know, running and, and looking around in dismay. And she said, at that point, I turned around trying to figure out what was going on. And I saw a woman shot in the face and a man shot in the chest right behind me. She said, so at that point, clearly we knew it was not fireworks and that there was a, a serious situation unfolding. She said, so many people in front of us that we saw jumped into a pile of people. So that's what we did. My, my boyfriend and I jumped down and she said at that very moment, uh, when I realized what was happening, I, I got this overwhelming sense of calm and, and she said, I realized at that point what I needed to do. And so she turned to her boyfriend and she said, when the shooting stops, we've got to run. And he said, no, we've got to stay here. We'll be safe here on the ground. And she said, look, I know what to do. And uh, based on this training uh, that I took, I'm sure she didn't say that at the time, but she said, when the shooting stops, we've got to run. So, and she said, I'm leaving with or without you. So when the shooter uh, stopped to reload, they jumped up, grabbed hands and started running. When he started shooting again, they uh, took cover. And then um, when he stopped again, they took off. They made it all the way back to the hotel after running like two miles. And she said, I immediately texted my mom and said, hey, you're about to see some stuff on the news. Do you know where I'm at? I just want to let you know I'm okay. So when I read this for the third time, because I was having a hard time actually uh, digesting it, it was surreal to me to read this. But when I read it and she stated that she, she knew that the training that I had given her two or three years prior is what told her what to do and ultimately what saved her life, uh, I, can't, I can't express in words the profound effect that email had on me. Uh, when someone tells you that something that you did or created or taught them saved their life, it's it's like no other feeling. And because of that story, uh, because of what happened to Liz Moreno uh, at that point, because of the sense of, of unbelievable accomplishment uh, and purpose that I felt because of that email, uh, it's when I decided to take the Alive program, which I created years earlier, and basically devote my entire professional life to to doing that, uh, to to spreading the word, the knowledge, the training uh, to everybody that I can possibly reach. Uh, because if I could ever, if I can save one person's life, um, there's no reason why we can't create a culture that is life-saving moving forward because he's active assailant events are not getting better, they're getting worse. So that is what I've done with the Alive Active Shooter program. Uh, this program has been created to get this word out, to spread awareness, to get to more people so that they understand what we're doing and what can happen. It's meant to empower people. And, and, and the training, frankly, uh, can be used just about anywhere in life. This is obviously specific to 
to uh, responding and, and, and surviving an active shooter event. But this training is, is all about empowering people so that they know what to do. They've thought about what to do before they need to know how to do it or before they're actually in that situation. So this program uh, is now uh, a vehicle to get the word out. And what we'll be doing is uh, we will be breaking down different active shooter events uh, we will discuss, discuss maybe mistakes made or how the alive steps might have the, have the, uh, the victims known what to do based on alive, how it may have helped them survive. And um, we will be discussing different events as these shows air uh, and applying the alive method uh, to those situations. So my name is Michael Julian. I'm the creator of the Alive Active Shooter Survival Training Program. Uh, my experience is uh, basically I grew up in this business. My father started, uh, actually it was National Business Investigations uh, in 1967. Then we separated the investigations and security um, services and I created MPS Security and Protection. And so I've been doing investigations and security literally uh, I've actually been paid for it since I was 16 years old, but I grew up in it uh, with the mindset of, of um, situational awareness, security, and survival mindsets, and that is why I've created the Alive program to get that, that understanding and knowledge out there. Uh, I am joined by my co-hosts, and I'm going to go ahead and let them uh, introduce themselves, but let's start with uh, Mr. Ben Gothard. Howdy, folks. Ben Gothard here. And I appreciate the opportunity to share this time with you. A little bit about my background. I've interviewed uh, hundreds of individuals who are, are changing the world from billionaires to New York Times bestselling authors, Emmy Award winners, uh, to movers and shifters who are fundamentally changing how the world works. And uh, I will be here on this show as a facilitator to really help us be as effective and efficient as we can in giving you the information that you need to stay alive. Now, the Alive program is so meaningful to me uh, because Michael and I met um, and he had such passion for, for this, this mission, um, for this cause, and it, it really evoked uh, a passion in me, a, a fire in me. Um, to do anything and everything that I could to help spread this message and uh, to give you the tools that you need to survive. So I, I appreciate the opportunity uh, and, and I look forward to um, building this relationship with you and, and uh, you know, providing value to you over a, a very long period of time. Let's go to uh, Mark Gillespie. He's our, our guest today. He's a forensics and investigations expert, a very longtime friend of mine. He's also one of our live certified instructors. Mark, can you tell us about yourself? Thanks, Mike. Um, it's great to be part of this program today. Uh, like Mike said, I'm Mark Gillespie. I'm based out of Austin, Texas. I'm a uh, private investigator and forensic expert. Been doing that for uh, about 37 years. I uh, have my own company. I am passionate about helping people, seeking justice. And, uh, you know, I, I got involved in this program with Mike and his team recently. And uh, we, we've shared the same mindset for years, but didn't really know it. And then once I saw Mike producing uh, this excellent program, I, I was quick to jump on it and you know, it's, uh, it's invaluable training, the live program he's put together, and uh, I hope that I can instill the passion I have for this program uh, in the lives of many, many people uh, to help them understand the, the value of survival and security and safety. And uh, so I'm going to do everything I can to spread the word to uh, help people to go home and love their family every single night. Thanks, Mark. Next, I'd like to introduce Rod, uh, Rodney Andreessen. He's the uh, Emergency Management Director for the County of Jackson, Florida. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be on the program today and support the rest of my team members here uh, very much and how important it is to prepare. Uh, I started into the active shooter world back in the 90s when I read a book by then Governor Huckabee on the shootings in Arkansas and became very interested in that and have been studying ever since. 
21 years in the military and my last years in the military uh, happened to be with a student in one of the schools I was at and we talked in the parking lot and had a lot in common as she was from the same area I was from. Uh, then 40 days later, she was killed in a bomb blast in Africa. So that's just how things can happen and that's why I want people to prepare. Uh, that has continued on through my career as an emergency management director uh, through the years, now almost 19 years. And the importance of preparing for the unknown is, is always present with me in this job and that we've, we've suffered numerous disasters, uh, numerous presidential decorations. The most recent was Hurricane Michael that impacted our community and trying to get people prepared and knowing that the, the unknown is out there and we've got to prepare for it. Uh, another incident was involving the Bay County School Board and little did I know at that point that the shooter was actually from my county and the individual who had engaged him and shoot him was a dear friend of mine that we just had lunch six months before. So active shooter is important. This program is important. This program will prepare you, get you ready to meet that threat. And I can't impress upon people enough how important it is to get this training and to, to work with others to get that training for them. Thanks, Rodney. Before I forget, I want to thank both uh, you and Mark for your careers in the Air Force. Uh, appreciate your service. Uh, we'll go to Lawrence Borgens, a former Marine. Thank you also for your service and a longtime friend of mine, a guy that's uh, been in the security and executive protection world. That's how we met for many, many years. Lawrence? Hi, everybody. My name is Lawrence Borgens. I served in the uh, United States Marine Corps. I was trained as an executive protection specialist by Executive Security International out of uh, Colorado. I uh, had an opportunity to work with uh, Gavin DeBecker providing celebrity and dignitary protection services. Uh, I've also owned my own private security company with about 100 employees. Uh, I've owned that since 1993. I'm a licensed private investigator in California. I've also trained hundreds of security officers on powers to arrest, use of force, firearm certification, and uh, helped with creating, uh, recently creating the Alive Certified Instructor Program. The reason that Alive is important is because I believe that people are dying just because of lack of knowledge. Uh, with a little bit of information uh, and a little bit of training, uh, we're gonna turn the tide of what happens during these, the outcome that's been occurring during these active shooter uh, and active assailant incidents. And I'm happy to be a part of that and happy to help you out. Uh, I'm gonna turn it back to Michael and he's gonna go over the Alive uh, mission, vision, and values. Thanks, Lawrence. And just a, a, a snapshot or 30,000 uh, foot view of Alive. Alive is the program that I created uh, years ago and it was basically out of this this anger and frustration of watching good people die simply because they didn't know what to do. I literally saw uh, videos of these active shooter events and I watched people do nothing or the wrong thing. And the reason they did it is because they didn't have any training. They never gave it any thought beforehand. And, and I just, I felt I, there's, I had this knowledge. I knew what to do. I knew it was simple. Uh, and I knew that I could help, and that's why I created this program after uh, become, after attending several active shooter programs from multiple different companies. Uh, this is how I ended up coming up with ALIVE. ALIVE stands for Assess, Leave, Impede, Violence, and Expose. And right now, what it has evolved into is something pretty great, something I'm proud of. I know these gentlemen are proud as well. Uh, we it, it's an in-person presentation, typically around three hours, and it's taught to it's been taught everywhere in the world, actually literally internationally now, uh, to groups of people to help empower them, and so that they know what to do instead of knowing nothing. And at the end, at the beginning of every presentation, I always say, okay, let me just take a real quick poll. How many people here have ever had any form of active shooter survival training? at all in their lives. And that could include the run, hide, fight video. And maybe out of a typical 50, 60, 70 people, three or four have had something. And usually it's because somebody was in the military. So I knew that there was a dramatic need for this. And so that's why it was created. So there's the in-person course, which I have been teaching. However, we just uh, created an ensemble of, ensemble of phenomenal uh, security uh, experts, security professionals, and we created the um, Certified Instructor course, 
we just had one last month and we so we have 11 new alive certified instructors that will be teaching this course uh, throughout the country and, and probably internationally. Uh, so now I've duplicated myself because I couldn't I couldn't do it all myself. I traveled all year last year training and we needed more more of these guys. So we've got that. And then we've got the online course. And so now for HR risk and security managers that want to uh, purchase this course for their employees, but maybe they've got uh, offices in multiple states and they can't get everybody off the assembly line or whatever in one shot. Um, now it is available online and we will go over where to get that later on down the road. But this, uh, the alive program was based on, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the mission, the vision and the core values of the alive program, which are the mission is to educate every person how to survive an active assailant using alive. The core of the mission, the, excuse me, the vision is ev that every person in the world will learn the process of the Alive program through in-person or online training. And then our core values are uh, passion. We will deliver the life-saving Alive information with a passion deserving of this type of knowledge. Priority, we will always put our mission first before personal or financial gain. This means essentially it is more important to us to get this training and knowledge to people than it is to make money. Yes, it has value. Yes, it, it has a price tag. But the most important thing to us is never going to be money. It's always going to be spreading the word to help people survive this type of event. And the last is promotion. We will promote our mission to accomplish our vision in every aspect of our personal and professional lives. Um, uh, and, and that basically means everywhere we go, we're going to encounter people that if faced with this site, this type of situation, they would not know what to do. And so it, it is, it is our belief and our desire and our passion to make sure that anytime we can spread the word, whether it's just a five minute conversation or a three hour presentation, we're going to do that. Um, so with that, uh, the reason this training is so so important is because people typically do not think about situations like this before they need to know it, which means all of a sudden somebody with a gun or a knife or a baseball bat or someone who intends to inflict pain on multiple people comes through the door. That is the last least opportune moment for you to start developing a plan or figuring out what you're going to do to, to survive this. So, in the Alive program, uh, in this Alive program, we will be covering multiple events at different times. We will break down the most current events. So if we have uh, the, the next one, if within a week uh, there has been another active shooter event, uh, you know, we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss how, if applied the Alive steps, the five steps of Alive may have helped people survive. So the viewers can take that knowledge, can take that understanding, can process it, chew on it, think about it. So if they end up in that situation, uh, they're going to know what to do. So uh, the five steps of Alive are, as I said, assess, leave, impede, violence, and expose. Very simply put, the assess step is when a situation suddenly happens, when you hear gunshots, you spend just a few brief seconds actually processing what might be happening. And once you have determined that this is in fact an active shooter event, what to do in that. And that is, that step is so vitally important. It, it's basically take a deep breath, get a burst of oxygen to your brain, but it is, it is a, it is, it is the first thing you do to put yourself in the mindset of what you're going to do next. And that is so important because oftentimes people in reacting emotionally, and let's face it, when you hear gunshots near you, you're not your your first reaction will be emotional. That is the time that you stop and you say, "Okay, I know what to do. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to proceed logically rather than emotionally." Leave is, of course, if you can possibly get out of there, you do it, and you do it, and and you notify everybody else what's going on around you with commanding presence, because there are going to be people who don't have the training, who are immediately going to freeze, who are going to panic, who may become hysterical. So you are going to, with commanding presence, tell everyone 
there's an active shooter or something is going to happen. Let's get out of there. Now, the very first thing you do, the very first thing you do, once you realize that there is an active shooter event uh, unfolding, you pick up your handy cell phone and you call 911. This is so incredibly important because you have got to start that clock ticking to get law enforcement there. Uh, in my book, 10 Minutes to Live, uh, Surviving an Active Shooter Using Alive, I highlight it's called 10 Minutes to Live because statistically the majority of and almost all of the high body count uh, active shooter events lasted less than 10 minutes. Many of them with lower body counts, but not always, last less than five minutes. So the point of this whole 10 minute thing is it's going to help you create this mindset of, okay, it's only going to last 10 minutes. I can survive for 10 minutes. So your focus is on survival. Your reaction is not, oh my God, I'm going to die. And you start seeing the faces of your loved ones flash in front of you because you think I'm never going to see them again. And you become paralyzed with panic and fear. So the next step is leave. If you cannot leave, uh, the I in alive is for impede. Impede means create time and space. And the reason time and space is so important is remember these things are going to last 10 minutes or less. You are going to create time, make it difficult for that person to get to you by impeding their ability to physically harm you. And that is going to uh, get you to that 10 minute uh, time frame much quicker. If you last 10 minutes, the odds of you surviving this incident are dramatically greater. And then of course the V is for violence. Um, I didn't use a word like fight or something like that. I, I want the, the impact of the word violence. I want that impact. I want, I want people that learn this, uh, learn this, this program to literally understand that this is violence. You are going to commit violence against somebody who is their whole existence in that moment is to commit violence against you. So you are going to match violence with violence and you are going to commit 100% to taking that person's life. I'm not saying you have to, I'm saying that I want you to commit because if that's what it takes for you to go home to your loved ones, that's what you're going to do. And I say the analogy I use when I say commit to taking their life I've had many attendees of my program reel in horror because I say, you've got to take their life. Uh, it, it's a mindset. And I liken it to my father used to say when he taught me how to defend myself as a little boy, he said, if you're going to punch somebody, you don't aim for their nose. You aim for the back of their head. You are going to commit to going right through their skull so that you have the greatest impact. And I know that sounds horrible, but the truth is you commit to absolute devastation. With that committal, you will undoubtedly get to uh, the desired effect, which is to incapacitate and stop that person from hitting you. And then the E, of course, is for expose. And that is the portion where you expose your position very carefully. In other words, if you are somewhere that you are safe, you don't, you, you don't leave that spot. If the bad guy can't get to you, you stay there until law enforcement said, gives the all clear. But if you do have to expose your position because you think it's over, you've got to do it very, very carefully. There may be a second shooter. They may just be reloading. So you're going to expose your position very, 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 very carefully. And that also means if you're leaving, if you're going around corners, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're not just going to take off running because that can put you right in the line of fire and be very, very dangerous. So those are the five steps uh, of a live and um, again, going back to the Liz Moreno situation, we'll talk about Mandalay Bay. Uh, Liz Moreno stated that the reason she survived that is because she did something. She didn't just hunker down and hope that nothing would, uh, would, would affect her. And, and in my presentation, I show uh, a, a still photo of that field in front of the stage. And there are literally bodies littered throughout that that field. Now, is that to say that somebody might not, might, that somebody running wouldn't get hit by a, by a bullet? Um, no, it's very possible. I'm sure some people did. But if you're simply laying there in a mass of people where understanding the mindset of an active killer, and that is to kill as many people possible in a short amount of time as possible, they're going to go after the low-hanging fruit. And if there's a mass of people laying in a field, they're going to shoot into that field where, where every bullet is going to hit somebody. So the chances of her surviving were greatly affected uh, positively by her running and getting out of that hot zone.
So, um, uh, that that instance was such a horrible thing. It was the largest body count uh, in American history with 58, uh, 58 victims dying from gunshot wounds and over 500 wounded. And it's just a terrible situation. So um, what we'll be doing in these episodes, and we intend to do them every week, is we will be speaking uh, about uh, current events, but we may also break down past, we will also be breaking down past events. And we will be giving the viewer an idea, an illustration of how the, how the alive program had it been applied. If these people, if everybody in this crowd of victims had been taught the alive program, how the end have, could have been dramatically better. Um, and we've actually seen, you know, thanks to the training that's been going on in schools, uh, we have seen, unfortunately, we've seen some situations where students did die, but the student that immediately rushed the attacker who was shot and perished literally stopped from, uh, you know, 20 other people being shot in a classroom. This is because there has been some sort of awareness that has been given to these students. Uh, and I, and I, though I obviously pr promote the Alive program, we promote the Alive program because I believe after all of the research and all the other programs that I have attended and, and uh, studied, this is what I come, this is what I came up with believing that it, it had, it, it was the greatest of all put into one. Um, uh, if you, I will say this because I love the Alive program, uh, I have pride of ownership any training is better than no training. So if it's not the Alive program, it needs to be something. And I say even just watching the Run, Hide, Fight video is better than nothing. However, my biggest problem with most of the active shooter survival programs out there is, including Run, Hide, Fight, they focus all of the training on method, on the physical uh, the physical part of the survival and the physical part is great. You definitely need to know what to do, but I, I believe that mindset and the psychology behind survival is equally important. The analogy that I use in my program is, uh, you could have the, the most, uh, muscular athletic body of anybody on earth as a runner, but if you don't have a desire in your mind, in your heart to cross the finish line first, you're not going to get the old, the gold. You are going to come in second or third because somebody who maybe doesn't have the same physical body and strength who has the desire to win more than you do very, may very likely be more successful than you. So in this program, we, we, we promote uh, security and survival mindsets. And so the psychology behind survival is so absolutely necessary to, uh, to successfully surviving these things. Uh, one, it stops the shutdown process, the, the paralysis of fear. And two, it, it, it basically gives you the strength and empowers you to do what is necessary to survive. So, um, so my big thing is uh, uh, survival, excuse me, security and survival mindset. And real quick, the security mindset is something that hopefully will teach you to not be in a situation, to prevent it, or be ready to react uh, through what I call pro uh, being proactively reactionary. So that is prior to an event. And then once the event begins, that is when the survival mindset kicks in. And that is essentially uh, the ALIVE program. So I know that many, uh, that, uh, you know, my, my co-hosts here have been involved in the security and investigations world for many, many years. And um, I, I, I'm wondering what your beliefs are now that you guys are all certified instructors. Uh, based on your knowledge of other programs, how do you, how do you believe that uh, the ALIVE program is different? Rodney, why don't you go ahead and start out? Okay, one of the things I've seen, and just like Michael was saying, I'm also a graduate of numerous other programs and studying terrorism, security, emergency management, and active shooters for over 39 years now total. Uh, the, the program is very dynamic. Uh, we were taught to think outside the box, and this is what this program does for people. It gets people prepared. It's that outside-the-box thinking that's going to get people to take this program, to use this program, and it's 
these people are gonna survive because it, it's important. I believe in this program. That is why I joined Michael on this endeavor and the rest of the, the team here, because we all believe in it. it it's a life-saving action. It's a life-saving program. What do you think, Mark? You, I remember you expressing interest in becoming one of uh, my instructors years ago when I think I gave this program at uh, uh, Texas Association of Licensed Investigators Conference or something like that. You saw it and you came up to me and you were, I loved your excitement and your passion. You saw it, you got it, you knew that it could make a difference. Um, where's your head on this? Well, you know, in our lives, sometimes we have little buttons that get pushed and it's uh, sometimes they're good buttons and sometimes they're bad buttons. You really pushed a good button on me uh, with your program and um, I mean, I, I truly think that, that sitting in on your presentation that time was, uh, is, is turning out to be a life changer for me. And it, it's basically magnified my, my passion to uh, help people with something that, that I can communicate to them. And that is uh, changing their mindset to survive a very potentially traumatic and tragic event. And uh, I think what you have done, what you have created here is, is, is going to, it's going to change the world uh, potentially. Uh, it's going to change communities. It's going to change lives within those communities to, to make people understand the value of security and survival, to be proactive, to think about their surroundings, to be situationally aware uh, to do the things that's necessary to, uh, to, to, to protect and ensure the safety of their family. You know, every day we go out, we think about, you know, before we cross the street, we look both ways or we buckle our child in, in, in the, a, a child seat. You know, we go to the restaurant, we, we look to see where the bathrooms are, where the exit doors are. Uh, you know, we, we look for, for certain, you know, things that uh, are, are going to make our life safer and, and uh, in the event that something happens. But you know what? We never think a tra tragedy is going to happen to us. And boy, I bet if you talk to these people who have uh, been at, at malls or been at uh, bars, if, and if they ever thought that someone was going to come in with the AR-15 and, you know, a, 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 a satchel full of magazines, they probably never thought they're, they're, their evening was going to end that way. And so what I, my goal here, and, and you've instilled this in me, is to just make people aware of their surroundings and give people the ability to understand how important it is to develop the proper mindset for, for, for survival and security. And that's what, that's what this is about. And I'm, uh, I'm glad you pushed that button in me. And, and I'm, uh, I'm real passionate about, moving your program forward. Well, I, I know you've been a trainer for many, many years because I've seen, I've sat in on several of your, uh, your trainings and presentations and uh, I was thrilled to, to have you come on board. Lawrence, what are you thinking about this? So um, what's different about the Alive program is to reiterate one of the things that you said is the focus on mindset as opposed to method or technique. Uh, all the other programs out there, they're all about what do you do and as opposed to uh, who do you be to survive. And so I really appreciate that the Alive program focuses on mindset because it's, it's absolutely the, um, you know, the, the sauce that makes the difference there. Uh, the things to do, they, they certainly matter. But if they're not, if those uh, tasks aren't executed with, um, with the intention and with the correct mindset, then they can lead to disaster. So having the, uh, the task uh, tied to the mindset and the why behind your, why you're doing those things, that is absolutely above all uh, one of the things that sets the live program apart from every other program. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say is education is that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that when they were kids uh, or, or, you know, kind of growing up, 
they watched a video or they saw a demonstration and they learned how to use a fire extinguisher. And maybe they never needed to use a fire extinguisher, but they learned it. And it's like some simple steps. I was, I was standing with a group of people one time and I turned to a gal that, that was uh, standing there and I said, uh, how, do you know how to use a fire extinguisher? And she was like, I was like, do you, have you seen a demonstration? Have you, she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I was like, well, tell me what you do. And so she went through the steps, you know, you grab the fire extinguisher, you pull the pin, you point it. And I said, uh, you see, she said, you pointed at the fire. And I'm like, which part of the fire? She's like, well, the base, the base of the fire. So it's exactly correct. And then what do you do? And she's like, well, then you pull the handle. And, uh, and do you move the fire extinguisher in any particular way? And she said, yeah, back and forth. You sweep it back and forth. And, and how long do you hold the handle till the fire goes out? So she knew all of the steps that it takes to uh, put out a fire. And I believe that people are dying simply because they don't know some very simple steps that are going to save their lives. Uh, people are dying for a lack of knowledge. And I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about being a part of, uh, of solving that kind of ignorance and uh, giving people a fighting chance to survive, to go home to their loved ones, because these uh, evil perpetrators that are doing this stuff, uh, they, uh, they need to not win. You know, they need to not uh, be successful. And they're being successful just because uh, people don't know any better. So when we make uh, a live training as simple as putting out a fire, you might learn it uh, at one point in your life and never use it your whole life. And you know what? That's great. That's totally fine. That's how it should be, right? And, uh, but that day when, when there's a fire and uh, you got to kind of dig back and remember what you were taught, uh, that's the difference that Alive is really uh, going to bring to the public is that sort of awareness and those five simple steps that anybody can use to save their lives. Yeah. And, you know, to double down on the, on the mindset part, the, the, the burn, the, the example that is blazed into my mind is this, the New Zealand mosques. And I show the video or very small clips of the video in the present, it's in the a live presentation. Uh, the, what happens is the shooter, and by the way, typically we're going to avoid showing pictures and using the names of these people because uh, we don't believe in making them heroes or celebrities or anything. Um, but so the shooter in the, in the one video, he walks into the great room and he turns to the left and there's a pile of people literally face down in the corner and he starts shooting at them. Then he turns to his right in the other corner. There's a pile of people face, face down, just bunched together. I mean, literally fish in a barrel. Now, these people, obviously, they were, they were certainly not prepared for a situation like this. They went to the mosque. They went to pray. They went to, you know, make their peace with God. They had no idea they were going to face, be faced with this situation. What they, what they did not do is respond. And I'm guessing that if any of those people would have had the alive training, somebody would have said, wait a minute. I know what's going to happen. I know that in Alive they teach that the active shooter's goal is to kill as many people possible in a short amount of time as possible. If we do nothing, that equals we're dead. If we do something, that may equal we survive. Well, the two options are pretty clear to me. But nobody had probably told them. They'd never learned. They'd never been taught. Nobody had ever said, hey, you've got to do something, otherwise you're dead. It's, it's a clear choice. So unfortunately, these people literally just laid there and waited to die. Had two or three of them rushed this guy in their minds, hopefully they would have been thinking, well, I may die, but you know what? I'm going to take this guy with me or I'm going to stop him long enough that the rest of the people can, can jump on top of him. So the mindset was not there. And certainly I'm not criticizing these people. They're, they're perished. I would, I'm, not, I'm not telling them they're wrong. I'm just simply stating that had they had this knowledge, there is a extraordinary possibility, probability that they would have reacted differently and most likely uh, could have survived. So that's, that's the, that's the example of mindset that just, you know, literally, if you do nothing, you will die. If you do something, you may, may still die, but at least you'll go out fighting. And if you do something, there's a very good chance that you will save yourself and other people. And 
that is, you know, that's our goal, right? With Alive, our, we want to put ourselves out of business. Our mission statement should be to put ourselves out of business. However, right now in this time, in the world that we live in, this training is so absolutely necessary. Um, let me cover something real quick. Uh, let me mention the first chapter in my book is It Won't Happen to Me. And unfortunately, there are many people, uh, probably not the type of people that we associate with professionally, simply because they all have a situational awareness and a reality mindset. Because we've seen these things so happen in the work that's happened so often in the work that we do. But there are many people who just flat out, they, they're, they're in a sense of denial because it's easier. It's more comfortable. It's less stressful to think it'll never happen to me. Oh, it, you know, it happens over there. It happens over there. The, the problem is it can and may very well happen to you or near you. I mean, after the Route 91 shooting, everybody I talked to, every presentation I did, I would ask the audience, does anybody on the West Coast, does anybody know anyone or were you involved? In every single presentation I did after October 1st, 2017, anywhere on the West Coast, every, in every presentation, somebody, at least one people, one person had either been at the Route 91 because there was 22,000 people there or knew somebody that had been there. So the, the idea of it can't or won't happen to me just does not apply. It, it can very well happen to you. And unfortunately, um, the aftermath, the PTSD, a good friend of mine uh, who was there and was with uh, three women, one of them had been shot. This guy's been in the security industry his whole life, and he still suffers from PTSD. He's still affected emotionally by what he saw and experienced. So anyway, circling back around, yeah, uh, to your points, gentlemen, uh, mindset is literally, it's 50% of this. Uh, even if somebody had a physical uh, ailment and, you know, if they're on crutches, they're still better off understanding and having that mindset, they're still more likely to survive if even if their body at the time is not working at 100% uh, than if they did not have that mindset. So, Benjamin, what's happening, buddy? <laughs> you went through the instructor certification course. You and I have become very, very close friends. Uh, you have become hyper aware of this situation, uh, this, this phenomenon in our world. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked because for, for you peop, wonderful people watching and listening, um, I come from a, from a background that's a little bit different than, uh, than, than the, the panel here that, that we've assembled in that I don't have 20 years of security experience. I didn't have all of that background uh, knowledge and, and information and something that really came on my radar pretty recently as of the recording of this. And to me, the thought of being helpless, the thought of not being able to protect myself, the thought of not being able to protect my family, the people that I love, um, that to me is, is unacceptable. And, you know, if you're just going about your day, you don't always think about these things. And... Michael, like you were saying, it's easy to fall into that trap of it, it won't happen to me. It's never going to happen to me. And I can almost guarantee you that the people, um, you know, may they rest in peace who, who were the victims of these attacks, they probably didn't think that either. And to me, it is such a tragedy to have lost lives because of a lack of information. And so you know, really our goal here with, with this program, uh, you know, the, the, this video and audio experience um, that, that you're a part of right now is we want to give you the tools. We want to empower you and share this with you right now and, and in the future so that you know what you need to do so that you are equipped, you are empowered, you know the things that you need to do, the things that you need to watch out for, and you have the ability to protect yourself. You have the ability to protect your children. You have the ability to protect your family, the people who mean the most to you in the world. You know, what, what would happen if the next time you were 
at the supermarket with your kids, right as you were about to get into the checkout line, um, three people walked in with guns. What would you do? Do you know the steps that you need to take? Do you know the actions that need to happen from you in order to protect those that you love? You see, before I knew the, the information in, in the program, the things that we're going to be talking about every week, I had no idea. And that can happen anywhere. And it does happen everywhere. So from somebody who doesn't come from, um, you know, doesn't come from the military, who doesn't come from uh, a, a long history of security, doesn't come from the investigation space, I implore you to every single week tune into this program join us and expose yourself gain the information that these experts that we've assembled have for you because you never know when you're going to need it and you never know when your life and the life of the people that you love can be saved from one thing that you heard in 30 seconds on this show. Well, I think we need to make that our commercial. <laughs> Good job. Nicely said, Ben. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, obviously I, I don't, I mean, I'd love to just give the whole presentation cause I'm that passionate about it, but obviously I, we will just touch on a few things here and there in each episode. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of the examples that we give in the presentation with, that we all, now that you guys are also certified instructors, uh, are so valuable and relevant. And I, I want to make sure that it's understood by the viewer that uh, we are not promoting somebody, in, you know, changing their life to become a security expert. It's this program was developed for everyday average human beings who will likely not have a gun with them or another weapon, a substantial weapon to defend themselves. This is for the, the average, you know, the, the, the checkout lady or the, or the shopper at the grocery store, uh, somebody in their office, students in school, uh, a lot, our clients have uh, been, you know, utilities agencies, educational facilities, manufacturing, um, commercial buildings, uh, any kind of any kind of workplace that you can imagine, this will apply. Now, the difference is when I uh, when I present down in Rodney's neck of the woods, down in the south, everybody's got a gun in their desk drawer, so it's a <laughs> different conversation. Uh, here in California, where I am. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot different atmosphere when it comes to having weapons or guns that you can defend yourself with. We have, we have uh, no gun zones, which um, are not always effective when somebody, a bad guy decides to take a gun into that area. But, um, you know, so one of the things that I always talk about is the fact that when you learn something in the, in whether it's the online course and on a live presentation, it could just be a snippet that we have that we discuss here on our program. It goes right back here into the most powerful computer ever known to man. And our subconscious will keep that, will latch onto that. And I talk about the fact that in many instances over the past, there's been research and stories about somebody uh, is in a crowd or they're at a restaurant and suddenly someone at the desk, or excuse me, the table next to them starts, grabs their throat and they, they start, they're clearly choking on something. And a person just instinctively gets over and walks over, uh, gets up, walks over, puts their arms around them and, and does the Heimlich maneuver and the food pops out and, and the person lives. Or if someone's in a crowd, all of a sudden someone hits the ground and they walk over and they're like, you know, trying to get vitals and they're not breathing. And so they put them flat, they tilt the head back, they clear the airway, they plug the nose, they start, you know, uh, resuscitation with, uh, with uh, mouth to mouth and, and compressions and the person is revived. And the people are asked afterwards, wow, that's amazing. Are you a doctor or a nurse or something? And, and the, the guy, that the, the hero goes, no, I, I took CPR like 15 years ago. I have no idea where that came from. But suddenly when I realized that somebody was dying, it just kind of went from, you know, the back of their head into the front of their head. And, and they administered those uh, procedures and, and they revived somebody. They, they helped someone survive. The training that we give in the Alive program it is meant to be 
that. It is meant to be, here is some information. It's a small enough chunk to absorb and remember. Well, this is not a six-week survival program. This is typically a three-hour, if it's just a class, classroom, if we're not doing the actual physical simulations and so forth, which is another module. But this is a three-hour overview of what you need to do. It's, it's a small enough chunk of information to remember, to listen to, and to retain, but it is complete enough to give you all five steps of, of what you need in the context you need uh, to have that. So um, I, it's important to me that everybody understands that the Alive program is, is built to be as all-inclusive as possible. Another thing I want to touch on real quick, because we've got a little bit of time, is uh, why 10 minutes is so important. Uh, obviously, the, the statistics of these events not lasting longer than 10 minutes uh, is important. But I want to go inside the psychology, the mindset of the attacker for a second. Uh, and, and the reason that's important, if anyone, any viewer has ever been on a team sport, clearly, if if when you're on your team, if you know your job as that member of the team and the person to your left and right knows their job, you're going to work in consensus, in alignment. You're going to work together as one to be much, much more effective. Um, I just lost my train of thought. I was, I was picturing something. Where was that? When you're part of a team, you're all on the same page. You're all on the same page. Sorry about that. I went, I went over here when I was supposed to go over here. And then anyway, knowing what the uh, enemy's plan is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Old age, sucks. <laughs> old age sucks. So if you know what you're, if you're on a team sport and you know what everyone's doing, but you also have the playbook of the other team, now you know what they're going to do. You're going to be much more effective in countering them. So they will have uh, their, their results won't be as good. So in understanding the mindset of the killer, they are there, like I said, to kill as many people possible in a short amount of time as possible. And because of what brought them there, their lack of power and control in their mind over their own lives, and now they're going to unleash this atrocity on the world and, and they're going you know, to punish everyone else for doing that. They are in this mindset where they, many of these people have already decided they're going to kill themselves. I mean, they're literally suicidal, but they're going to be homicidal before they get to that point. In many instances, and I named this, and I have multiple uh, examples in the book, these people will typically kill themselves so that they can maintain that sense of power and control uh, rather than be killed by law enforcement or taken into custody because then they, let, they then lose that power and control. If they're in custody and handcuffs, they don't have any power or control. If they're killed by someone else, they were not able to maintain that power and control and even ex exercise that power and control in their own demise. So understanding that, this goes back to why you'll call 911 so quickly as soon as possible. There are many instances uh, that killers have literally taken their own lives just when they heard the sirens of the approaching law enforcement. That's why I talk about this 10 minute time frame. That's why I talk about, that's why we talk about initiating law enforcement, calling dispatch so quickly to get that, get that, uh, that, that, that clock ticking. Uh, because the sooner law enforcement arrives, the sooner they're either going to kill themselves or the killer's attention will be taken off of the would-be victims and put onto law enforcement, um, you know, focusing on, on uh, engaging them. So just a little bit, little insight into the, the program and the, and the killer's mindset, because we do talk about the, the mindset and psychology so much of the killer and of ourselves, where we should be on that. What do you guys have? Well, something came to mind while you were talking a moment ago, uh, you know, trying to reach out to people or trying to, trying to get people to see the value of getting involved in this. And, and, and the thought that came to mind was, you know, this training will help people to adapt to a changing world. And, you know, a year ago, we weren't seeing active shooter, active killer incidents as often as we are now. So it's, I mean, it is, it has potential to, to, to reach our neighborhoods. And so we need to adapt. We need to be ready 
to react to that. Hopefully it'll never happen, but by gosh, I'd sure, I'd sure like, uh, I'd, I'd sure like people to know what to do in a situation if it were ever to come their way. Yeah. Ready, ready and empowered, empowered. Yes. I mean, you've got to know, once you know what to do, you already feel like, well, wait, I know what to do. I'm not going to freeze in fear and be paralyzed. So just having the knowledge of what to do gives you more confidence in actually doing something. Rodney. Yeah. Mark, Mark brings up a very good point. Uh, you know, we, we, st we, we had the active shooters in schools and it seemed to be focused on schools for the longest time. Now we're seeing the spillover, not only in schools, but we're seeing a spillover into hospitals, assisted living facilities, right. facilities, and now churches, which typically were the safe spaces for a number of years. And just in this recent week, we had another shooting at another church. And this is not something that's going to go away. And I, and I'm, I don't like to look at the negative of things, but the problems we're having now are going to be exponentially increasing over the years. And without some kind of program such as this, we're just, just waiting for it to happen. And like you talk about proactive reactionism, we got to be ready. And it, the time now that it's not going to happen here, it's long gone. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, and statistics show that. Every year there's more shootings and every year there's higher body counts. So this is definitely getting worse before it gets better. I, I believe, uh, maybe this is wishful thinking, I believe that in 10 years, hopefully we will see a different uh, landscape. And that is through training and through physical security apparatus, because we know that oftentimes shooters will target a, 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 an area or a place or a scene where they are more likely to be successful. Um, through those two things, I believe we may start to see a curb in these instances, or at least I hope. Agree. Michael, uh, why don't you share how people can get some training and some of the opportunities they have to learn more about this? Sure. So uh, the easiest way to get all the information is go to the website, which is www.activeshootersurvivaltraining.com. And uh, obviously there's tabs at the top and you can find the different kinds of training. The, 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 the trainings that we provide or that we offer are the in-person training, and that is typically what we have done in the past is, a, like I said, an HR risk manager, security manager will hire us to come in and to a classroom setting and give the presentation, which is three hours. Ideally, we have been we've been able to make it two hours just because of the time constraints for them all the way up to four hours. And that is the the actual the alive presentation. So that can be done by myself or any one of my awesome new um certified instructors all over the country. We've got 11 guys from all the way to Florida and Northern California. We got Washington, Oregon, mm -hmm. um, you know, Texas, all over the place. So, um, and then also there's the, on, on the online program. Now on the website, uh, it's uh, um, activeshootersurvivaltraining.com. You can go to the training and education page and there you can click on the in-person presentation or the online course, the online course, or you can go directly to the online course, which is aliveactiveshooter.com. And that's where you get all the information on the alive course, uh, the online course. That's a, a really neat. Uh, we spent a lot of time and, and energy on creating a really good uh, program. A lot of it is based on a video of me presenting the program, but it's, it's a full online education course. Uh, including surveys and uh, final exam and uh, different kinds of statistics and so forth. And that is easy to get. Uh, anyone can go on and purchase it, or it can be purchased by, like I said, HR security managers, HR or, uh, risk managers in like a bulk license form so that it's discounted for, uh, for large groups of people. And then of course we are offering the, we want to create more instructors. We want more people to get this message, to get this training. So, there's uh, a, a certified instructor course. Our next one is October 25th and 26th here in Southern California. That's also on the website. Uh, we're uh, under the training education tab. It says become a certified alive instructor. So those opportunities uh, are available as well. Now, if you want to take the online course, I am offering, we're offering a, a discount if you use the uh, coupon code podcast 25 you'll get a 25 percent discount on the 
uh, on the online course, which is uh, typically $97. So uh, now there's the book I wrote back in, I don't know, I guess it was published uh, early January of 2018. It's called 10 Minutes to Live. That can obviously be found on the website, also under the shop uh, tab. And that is everything that's in the Alive course and then some. Clearly it's a 200-page um, book, so there's a lot of other things in there that wouldn't be necessarily covered in the Alive course. But it, it's basically, I call it a survival manual because it is the Alive <laughs> course with everything that's in it in the, in the production, the in-person presentation. Uh, and it's very simple to read. I am not a, uh, I am not a master uh, student uh, of uh, the English language. So I wrote it very simply, just as I was speak as if, as if I was speaking to you. So I've had uh, 10 and 11 year old kids, obviously with their parents permission, read it and give some really, really good feedback. So it's good for most ages. And Michael, if somebody wants to get the um, the in-person training at their business, what should they do? Uh, you can certainly just call the office at 951-677-3500. Uh, extension 30 would be the best extension to reach would be Valerie. And she's the one that would have that information and be able to set all that up, schedule it. So I want to step in here for just a moment um, and kind of set a few expectations for the, the uh, viewers and listeners moving forward. Um, we were taking care of a lot of housekeeping this episode, and it's really important that y'all come back every single week because we are, like we said, we're going to be diving into and breaking down events as they happen. So this episode uh, is a little bit different than what each episode moving forward is going to be like. So make sure you come back next week and you get a taste of what it's going to be like moving forward. Yeah, everyone will be a little different. <clears throat> You're right. This was the very first episode. Uh, so we did housekeeping and introductions and stuff like that. We will get much more into the meat and dive into uh, past events and talk about, break them down and talk about how, uh, how if things had been done differently, uh, for instance, applying the five steps of alive, how they, those events may have concluded much more beneficially to the victims rather than the, than the killer. Um, I think it's, you know, I know this is obvious, but I want to, I want to state it anyway. Uh, the fact that so few people have any form of active shooter survival training, it's, Obviously, it's, it's a sign of the times, which means uh, people have not initiated that training. Clearly, it's on the minds of every educator because it's a very, very huge topic when it comes to kids. And we've had so many because these are uh, such a hot spot, such a target for successful mass killings. Um, but this training is to not have the training. You're literally just you're naked. You're running around in a jungle full of wild animals naked. And you know, you, you would not, you would not want your children to not know what to do in a situation. You would not, you, you, you don't want to be left in where this suddenly happens and you're now trying to create a plan. You're now trying to figure out what to do. When I talk about proactive reactionism, that is the idea of literally uh, thinking about a scenario and creating a response prior to needing it, prior to that scenario actually happening. This training is about putting some thought into your response before needing it, because the last thing you want to do is need it and not have it. But if you've already, and in the visualization exercise that we do in the program, we walk you through a scenario, a very likely scenario in where you spend a lot of your days. And because of uh, a lot of our students are employees, we will say, okay, visualize yourself in your cubicle, in your office, on the assembly line, in uh, you know your vehicle when you pull up to drop off a, a load of uh, cargo or something and all of a sudden one of these things unfolds. And in the visualization exercise, we literally have the students Think about this, smell the smells, hear the sounds, see the sights in their eyes with their eyes closed. And walking them through this scenario, once we're done with the scenario, they are now literally, they've already 
trained themselves. They've already come up with their reaction based on that scenario. And then, of course, we talk about now alter that scenario just slightly. The, the gunman or, or active assailant is not coming through that door. They're coming through that door. What would you do? Is that going to change? Are you going to jump into this closet and barricade the closet? rather than running out that door right there because of the where the shooter is and where they're looking and so forth. Um, so this training is so vitally important. And, and, you know, yes, I have pride of ownership. And yes, I know you guys believe in the program. But honestly, at the end of the day, I just care. We just care about people surviving. So we want people to get the training in whatever form it is, preferably a, you know, obviously the tra- training that, that produces the, the optimum result is what we want. Um, training that may, and, and there's some trainings out there. Uh, honestly, I, I, I'm not going to badmouth any specific training, but I will say that uh, companies that are out there, um, they put on a training and 20 minutes into it, they have somebody walk through the door in a mask and shoot a fake gun in the air and scare the hell out of everybody. I don't believe that's, uh, that's, that's uh, effective or responsible training. Um, and now we've seen because of lawsuits and people having heart attacks and the cops getting called when they shouldn't be involved or they should have been notified prior that those trainings are disasters. They are counter counterproductive. And uh, one guy in central California, a superintendent or principal of a school of a grade school had the, uh, had the janitor walk around with a mask and act like an active killer and scare the hell out of a, out of a bunch of kids. Well, that went over like a lead balloon. Um, so clearly the right training is going to be the most effective, and, but, but any training that's not counterproductive is going to be better than nothing. So I think that's important that, and I think you guys all agree that that's kind of where our head's at. We want to save lives. Yes, we believe our program is the best, but even the second best is better than nothing. So again, if, if you're interested in the program and any of the training, activeshootersurvivaltraining.com, uh, you can get any of the trainings, any of the information, and you can call 951-677-3500, extension 30, if you want more information over the phone or you would like to book a live presentation. Guys, is there anything else we need to cover? I think we're good. I think we got it. All right. Well, uh, Again, there's a, the discount for the online program is podcast 25 for the promo code. Uh, I appreciate you guys and I appreciate our listeners and viewers. Um, I know this is a very relevant topic and I believe anybody, uh, I, I commend anybody who's going to take the time to stay, to tune into this type of um, show and get this kind of uh, information. I commend you for being proactive and not putting your head in the sound. I think your head in the sound. I think that's, I think that's pretty important and pretty commendable. So gentlemen, I want to thank you very much. Uh, I will see you all in a week and uh, I appreciate your time and energy and you have a great day.